This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Improve your health and well-being the natural way with The Medicine Man, next on Plains FM. Good morning, everybody. This is Mike McCammon back on Plains FM, the most wonderful radio station around, and we're a great bunch of people here. Um, so we're going to have a little talk about um, your immunity again today, and, uh, you know, because we've got these things apparently called viruses around, and um, I don't want to bore you to tears by hearing about viruses because we're all a bit sick of it, but um, hopefully there'll be some useful information for you in just a minute. We'll hear a little bit of a song and come back to you, but if it's anyone's interested in learning all about some simple things to keep viruses away, come and listen, grab them, sit down, have a listen to the talk. Back with you soon. Well, hello, this is Mike McCammon, the Medicine Man. We're going to be talking about some things that's going to help your immunity today. And how this started was a conversation with my friend Peter here in our radio station. And we were talking about carrots and this character called William of Orange. Apparently he was this Dutch gentleman that um, the people wanted to celebrate his life, uh, I think when he was still alive, and they decided the best way to do it was to turn carrots, which were kind of a different colour, weren't they? They were purple, and they managed to figure out a way to change them orange in the honour of William of Orange. So you now have orange carrots today from that time. Now, this could be, you know, a complete fantasy story, and he, Peter could, in fact, be pulling my leg as he's prone to do. However, apparently this is a true story. So what have carrots got to do with the immunity? We know carrots are loaded with vitamin A and we know that if you eat lots of carrots you can uh, improve your eyesight, but only if you cook them. And uh, so what I want to talk about today is that there are certain foods that, that we sort of take for granted, but we don't really necessarily think of them as medicines. But um, really, food is your best medicine. And that's what Hippocrates said over 2,000 years ago, that food is really good medicine. Now, on, and, you know, we sort of know that, but we need to look into this a little bit, um, a little bit closer because there's some practical information here that could help you during these times. I know I've talked about this before, but maybe this is a bit different slant on it. Now, I've been reading a lot about, um, I love stories about um, adventures at sea sometimes, and it's quite interesting. But uh, one of the things I know about um, old-time sailing ships is that if a crew was, sorry, if a captain was going to go on a long voyage of, say, over a couple of months or three months at sea, as Captain Cook did, you know, something all the way from England to Australia and New Zealand and throughout the Pacific, it was a long voyage. Now, at that time, they would take an extra third of the crew because they figured accurately that they were going to lose a third of the crew through scurvy. And the scurvy, the scourge of scurvy, you know, the old pirate sort of um, insult was, you scurvy dog, you know, because a scurvy dog is a really a miserable creature, Um the, the, the first signs of scurvy is you when you knock yourself, you bruise badly and they don't heal. Um, your teeth get loose and they start falling out. 
if you've got any old wounds, they'll open up again. And what's happening is your your tissues of the body, the collagen in your body, that's the stuff that the glue of your body that holds cells together, starts to break down because it doesn't have this complex or vitamin C complex, which is um, a vitamin that actually helps to strengthen collagen. So as the collagen breaks down, you basically turn into this massive pus or jelly where you just fall to pieces. And it's a terrible, terrible way to die. You don't die instantly. It's very miserable. And uh, during in the 1800s and before that, millions of sailors died of scurvy. And it was just one of those things. They didn't really know much about it. But Captain Cook actually seemed to know quite a lot about it because he made his crew eat sauerkraut. And they hated the stuff. In fact, they almost mutinied. But um, Captain Cook got his, his, the rest of his officers out on the deck to eat the stuff in front of the crew to show them that, yes, the officers eat the stuff too, and it's not actually a punishment. And um, so anyway, the, I, it's, it's de- de- debatable whether Captain Cook in his particular ships uh, lost a single man with scurvy. He may have lost one, but that we're not sure about that, or I'm not sure about that. But anyway, um, it seems that sauerkraut has um, vitamin C in it, uh, fermented cabbage. So the vitamin C... Um, it seems such a simple thing for such a horrible disease, doesn't it? So, But if you can imagine travelling back in time and say you know all about vitamin C now, because everybody does, we all know the importance of vitamin C, and you're carrying a basket full of lemons, and let's say you've gone into a, you've got a time machine, and you go back in time and you're on the deck of a sailing ship maybe in 1700 and something, and um, they'll be calmed, and there's um, there's not many people that are, are fit. In fact, they're all lying on the deck there. Even the captain's a bit seedy, and uh, there's blood everywhere, and um, there's bits of teeth lying around, and they're all moaning, and some of them are actually hallucinating. Um, there's already been one guy who jumped overboard halluc- with hallucinating, and, and there's this terrible depression and a very bleak picture. But you're carrying a, a basket of lemons. And so here you go and you hand the lemon, you're trying to give this lemon to the sailor who's lying on the deck feeling absolutely miserable and he might only have a few days to go before he's dead. And he's absolutely appalled. He's appalled that you're handing him a lemon while he's busy dying. He can't stand lemons and he thinks you're daft because he is dying and he doesn't want to suck lemon. And um, and yet that could cure the scurvy within a week. And, 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 and that's the thing about the simple. And we're going through a crisis right now where we're expecting a vaccination to cure the world. Now, I'm not against vaccinations. I think it's a wonderful thing. Frankly, as a naturopath and as a medical herbalist, yes, I believe in vaccinations. I think that, however, there's a number of people that can't and shouldn't have vaccinations. And that's a whole sort of can of worms to really talk about that. But what I am saying is that if we know the medicinal qualities of plants, vegetables, fruits and herbs, we can go a long way to preventing illness. Now, the viruses have been around for a long time. And even in the news just last week, we heard that if all the viruses, sorry, if all the COVID viruses in the world was in one place, it would fit into um, a can, uh, a size of the size of a can of Coke. All the coronaviruses was concentrated in one can of Coke. And did you know that in one drop of coastal seawater, there are billions of viruses. I think something like 3% of our DNA is made of viruses, and viruses are part of the natural selection. 
Now, of course, we're civilised people now and we like to save our old people and people that are immune compromised. Um, now, although this is, again, a debatable point, our immune systems are very uh, able to deal with viruses. In fact, we've got specialised cells called T lymphocytes that actually will attack any cell that's infected with a virus and won't allow it to actually replicate. So when I start um, this talk by talking about a carrot, it just so happens that those, those T cells um, actually thrive on vitamin A, and vitamin A... And specifically, vitamin A, especially when you cook the carrot, that's all yellow vegetables, when you cook the carrot, that vitamin A becomes active. And what vitamin A does is protects the mucosa of all the linings inside your body, and that includes the lining of the lungs. So if you put your tongue inside your mouth, you feel all that slippery stuff. That slippery stuff is loaded with T cells that are floating around. They're like kind of they're like amoebas, really. And they are cleaning up and they're killing bacteria, viruses, um, and any parasitic material they are actually cleaning up for us. And they're in this lipid layer, which is a fatty layer, which requires fat-soluble vitamins to be healthy. And the fat-soluble vitamins are vitamin A, vitamin D, in particular vitamin D3, and vitamin E. If you have a healthy mucosa, you are as close to invincible to viruses as I possibly know, including bacteria. We have our own naturally evolved immune system. And this immune system is everywhere. It's not just in the mucosa or the lining of their lungs and the bronchioles, the lining of your mouth. Um, it's a living, uh, what is it, membrane of incredible resistance to anything toxic that can come from the outside. We've even got little hairs in our noses that actually help to, you know, even in our ears, it helped to push, you know, dust and things out. Um, and we've also got a whole lot of different immune cells and things happening in our gut. We have this thing called a microbiome that there's actually bacteria in there. Now, remember that a human body, where 50% of us is actually bacteria, believe it or not. So doesn't matter how much you wash, doesn't matter how much you scrub your teeth and all the rest of it, you are half bacteria. You know, half of you is not actually you at all. And without all that living force, we wouldn't have an immunity. We wouldn't be alive. And so with a healthy gut biome, they're actually creating, um, they're, they're actually part of our immune system. And our healthy biome is really important because without, say, a healthy biome, we won't be able to utilize vitamin B12 and other factors. Now, the vitamin B12 is really essential for what we call the process of methylation, which is how you turn food into energy. But you see, where do you say the immune system is? Everywhere we have this immune blockage. Even our skin and the pH of our skin, um, which is slightly acidic, is also a barrier, right? So we have this natural, I was going to say God-given, but I want to say the intelligence of life is so damned intelligent um, that it's a really good idea to study natural uh, processes. And um, we've evolved with different foods that are unprocessed, whole food, um, that actually is just as good as, and I would argue, dare I say in a whisper, much better than a vaccination. Now, I could be hauled over the coals for this because the vaccination now has become our God. Uh, right? Now, again, I want to emphasise I'm a believer in vaccinations. I really am in the appropriate time. I think it's a bit of a worry that, you know, that, that, that they may be thinking that everybody should have vaccinations. I think there are certain people that if you're eating loads of junk food, right, or if you're elderly, 
you need the vaccination. I'm sorry to say because you're not looking after immunity. Those people looking after immunity, I debate. I will debate that process whether you in fact do need need it. Now, I've got something in my clinic that I find really fascinating and everyone that comes just loves it because I show people what their immune system is actually going on in their blood. Because within our bloodstream, in one single drop of blood, we have between 10 and 30,000 white blood cells. And these are the very same cells that kill viruses, bacteria and fungi and um, and viruses. And so one look, and this is sort of a bit like a no-brainer, you don't have to be a rocket scientist when you look at living blood on the microscope. And I put it onto this big screen in my clinic and you can see very clearly what a healthy bloodstream looks like and what a healthy bloodstream is, doesn't look like. So so I also have little pictures of what a healthy bloodstream is and what a nasty bloodstream is. Just to give you an example, um, a cancer patient I had some years ago, he was very ill. He was extremely ill and it was beyond me really, but he came to see me anyway and I did have a look at his blood and we showed it up there. And it was really quite astonishing to see a bloodstream full of parasites wriggling around and fungi. There was actually fungi in his blood and there was hardly a red blood cell that was functional, and I couldn't find any white blood cells that were functional. Now, that's extreme. You know, I've only seen a person that bad once in 40 years. But the, the, the truth is that most people come in when they're ill. Um, one of the things I do, in fact, is one of the main things I do, is have a look at how healthy is their blood. Is their blood like the local tip at Bromley, or is it... Um, is it like the Avon River, that might have a fish in it, but I wouldn't drink it? Or is it like the headwaters of the Wymac? You know, it might have a bit of this and that in it, but it's clean water that you can drink it. Um, or is it like, you know, um, Lake Taupo, this beautiful, clean... And that's the difference when you can actually visually see living blood. And the difference between a, a, a live blood analysis and the normal laboratory analysis, they both have tremendous value, but they're quite different. Looking at living blood, and you can see it moving on the slide, and you've got this huge big screen there, and you can see immediately whether it's um, sticky blood. You know, Now, sticky blood is a problem because... Every red blood cell be, should be swimming along nicely on its own. They should all be a symmetrical size. They should all have a nice cell membrane. And what they're doing is they're taking nutrients, particularly oxygen, and they're delivering it to every single cell in your body. You know, they're taking iron and, and, and so forth, and uh, they're bringing the life. So uh, a healthy bloodstream has got lots of iron in it. You can see immediately we can see whether the B12 is being utilised correctly. We can see if the essential fatty acids are uh, they're taking sufficient essential fatty acids, and we can also see if there's pollution in the bloodstream. So yes, you can see immediately if bloodstream is polluted. And yes, I see fungi in some people's blood. I certainly see parasites. I've even seen parasites um, hatching from red blood cells. There's certain parasites that live in the blood. But I also see um, unhealthy white blood cells or cells that are very dull. They might be at the end of their life because white blood cells may last a much shorter period of time than a red blood cell. They may only last you know, a few days. It depends on what white blood cell and depends what's going on. But um, the patients actually really get the idea of what healthy blood looks like. And here's the rub. Anyone who comes in, they don't even have to tell me what they're eating because I basically know if they're on junk food. Because how would you like to have McDonald's in your bloodstream? Well, there's nothing wrong with McDonald's on occasionally, but if you're having processed foods all the time, 
it's not going to be digested properly because it doesn't have the enzymes and your digestive system's not like digestive systems were even 100 years ago. Our digestive systems are weak now. So what happens is you get particles of undigested junk food and chemicals and preservatives and coal tar products and even heavy metals and it goes right through the gut membrane because the gut membrane is only one cell thick and it's a permeable membrane and it goes straight into your bloodstream. So if you're going to eat junk, it's going to be in your bloodstream within the hour. It's going to be in there. So depending on how much junk you eat, so if you're smoking cigarettes and you're, you're, um, you're eating refined, processed, industrialised foods, it's going to give, make your bloodstream impure. Um, so when you do live, when we do a live blood analysis, it's not a um, a quantitative analysis that normal lab tests are, which are wonderful things. I encourage you to always have your regular blood test with your GP. Um, but a live blood blood analysis is looking through a different type of microscope called a dark um, a dark. A dark field microscope, which is a bit like an X-ray, but we don't use X-rays, and it looks right through the the cell, so we can see the health of the cell itself in its living form. And what I need to do is to see how the blood looks like in its living form, and um, and that's within the first twenty minutes because it's going to start to dry up and so forth. It'll tell me the state of your immune system, and that's a very powerful thing. And if your immune system's not good, there's certain things we can do. And sometimes it's just diet, like eating more carrots, and it's also um, eating more fruits and vegetables that have immune quality, immune stimulating qualities. And of course, for me as a herbalist, I will bring in the herbs that are known to stimulate white blood cells. And let's talk about maybe just one of them today, although there's several of them, and it's good old-fashioned echinacea. Right, echinacea is a wonderful plant that is even shown in, in vitro, um, and that means in a laboratory dish when you have the blood sample and you have white blood cells and they're just trucking along, but the moment you put a single drop of echinacea tincture in with the living blood, the white blood cell comes alive and starts engulfing more bacteria, and it's absolutely proven many, many times um, through, through clinical trials that echinacea, in fact, is an immunostimulant. And we also have other herbs that are what we call immunomoderators, which, which if the immune system is overreactive, we can actually dampen it down. And that's the beauty of herbal medicine and, as I say, it's been used for thousands of years now. So if we're looking at something like the COVID virus, which can, you know, obviously we need a healthy immune system, wouldn't it be a good idea to start drinking echinacea tea and uh, having more carrots and more coloured vegetables? So, so make sure that every day you're having a rainbow salad to make sure you're getting all sorts of different chemical processes that help our immune system. It's not just vitamin A, it's, um, you know, it's other factors like the purple colour in, fr in, in, in fruits and vegetables, good leukopenia which are also immunostimulant. But we also need to think about things like, well, how do we have a healthy uh, mucous membrane in our body? Well, you can't go wrong with cod liver oil, dare I say, because it's got your vitamin A, your vitamin D, and your vitamin E for healthy mucous membranes as well. But there's a, there is a herb that um, is, is very good for the health of the mucous membrane and uh, it reduces inflammation of the mucosa of the, of the whole body. And that's good old-fashioned licorice. Now, I don't mean licorice candies that you get because basically that's not even licorice. Most of it is aniseed because it tastes like, it tastes like licorice and it's paste made from wheat. So licorice lollies aren't that good. You can get natural ones, but they're only 5% real licorice. Um, but the best licorice is actually licorice that come from Mexico. I use Mexican licorice root. And um, by eating that, it's just it's got this incredible, beautiful flavour. It's actually 30 times sweeter than sugar. 
but it actually is an anti-inflammatory. So by putting echinacea and licorice together, you have this amazing antiviral um, drink that you can drink. And you can, I think you can get your sky. I don't know if you can get um, licorice. I think you can get licorice tea at any supermarket now. And I think you can get echinacea anywhere now. Of course, as a medical herbalist, when you come to see me, I have a look at your blood and I will add certain things specifically and individually for you only. So... My, my greatest skill is I can make formulas that actually fit you individually as a person. And I call it the simimulum, the one formula that fits you like a glove. And that's a, that's a very special art and, and uh, what, what, what medical herbalists do. We match the herbs because there's actually thousands of herbs. And there are some people, of course, that will react badly to echinacea. It's too stimulating. But the thing is that if you put licorice and echinacea together, just simply you've got um, a really good um, defense for, for, for your immune system. And uh, at one stage I talked about lemons. Well, I started by talking about a lemon. Even if you started every day with a lemon, now half a lemon squeezed into some hot water with a bit of honey. It doesn't have to be Manuka honey because it's priced out of our... Well, none of us ordinary schmucks can afford Manuka honey anymore, but just ordinary old clover honey is nothing wrong with that. It's just as good. You get some hot water and squeeze a half a lemon into it. And what's it going to do? Of course, the lemon itself, apart from loaded with vitamin C and it's got medicinal properties and immunostimulant and all the rest of it, it actually clears mucus. Now, the thing is that what bacteria and viruses and so forth, they really love is they love mucus. Now, I mean the type of mucus that is kind of like snot, right? I mean the gooey, sticky mucus that is actually produced um, in these mucus cells of the body. But um, what? I'm, but there's a difference between healthy mucosa and mucus, or what the old term was, catar, which is toxic mucus. And that toxic mucus is something that bacteria, viruses, and parasites, they think that's just a party time you know that's their that's their best nourishment they love it and they breed in that stuff so even half a lemon in a glass of warm water each day helps to clear the unhealthy mucus out of your body isn't that extraordinary um, and the honey, of course, has got immune properties itself and antibacterial properties. So there are so many simple things. Now, here's the rub. Because it's simple, it doesn't mean to say it's kind of like, oh, but airy-fairy here, can't be as powerful or as good as a vaccination. Well, I'm not so sure. I would like to sort of put that out as a question because I have seen miracles in my practice. Now, again, I totally, um, for the steps that we've made, you know, the, the the social distancing, keep, keep you know, the, the masks. And for some people, vaccinations, yes, but I think there's a danger here of just thinking that there's another God to be worshipped, and that's the God of vaccination. We've got to be very, very careful about that. So um, please, please keep a kind of a, a, a balanced view and take some responsibility. You know, if you're eating lots of junk food, know that, it's, you know, just be a bit more aware that what you do eat becomes you, and whatever you eat ends up in your bloodstream. It really does. It really does end up in your bloodstream. So that's basically my message today is a very simple lay. Eh? Start the day by sucking a lemon, taking a bit of honey, having lots of carrots and lots of, you know, rainbow salads and um, the miracle of the simple, the miracle of simple. And remember that, you know, polio and rickets was cured, basically prevented, should I say, with a teaspoon of cod liver oil. Whoever would have thought there's so many illnesses in the world and I could go over them all, but we don't have time.
that were actually cured by incredibly simple means. And, and much, much of the cure of, of, of civilized diseases after the Industrial Revolution came about simply because um, of sanitation, because they started to get you know, good drains and things like that and plumbing. So um, you know, these are the things to think about. And we need to think about the plumbing of our own body. And we need to think so far about our internal hygiene. That's my simple message today. So if you want to know more, I, I do encourage you to come and book in and even if you just have a little session to have a look at your blood. Of course, I do a lot more than that, but um, everyone should at least have a look at what's going on inside. And it's not frightening experience. It's actually wonderful and enlightening. The, the smile on people's faces when they see their blood change with some simple measures is just wonderful for me. It's, you know, what keeps me going in practice is is the joy of my patients. And it's just a wonderful thing. You know, I, Sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm, the, I'm the guy from AA who turns up when your car's broken down. You know, I'm, I'm not saying there's a few cases that I can't handle, but I know my, you know, know my limitations. Um, there's also um, we can figure out what's going on in your genetics. It's good to know your genetic strengths and weaknesses too. Or I don't like the word weaknesses, but we can determine what your genetic background is, and we can design a program for you. So, if you want to know more, you can always give us a ring on oh three 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 two one seven eight six, or you can just go to my website, which is www.nzherbal.com. NZ Herbal, New Zealand Herbals.com. So this is Mike McCammon. Wonderful to talk to you on Plains FM. Catch up next time. 